What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Bear Kaczynski. And uh, today we also have the honor of having our first guest on the show. Uh, so, Alex, I will uh, I'll let you go ahead and introduce our, our first guest uh, for the show um, and, uh, and let our listeners uh, see who we've got uh, to the party tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, since we're discussing some specific teams and, and uh, what's going on in, uh, you know, the who's it, what's it's, I decided to get a resident expert on uh, a team, even though he's not from that area. So uh, everybody give a nice warm welcome to Kyle. Woo! Kyle, we appreciate you. We appreciate you being on the show tonight, Kyle. Um, and uh, from my understanding, Dolphins fan, as, as what Alex uh, had told me, and um, so I, I'm sure that uh, – We've got Dol. I know for a fact we've got uh, listeners that are Dolphin fans. One of my best buddies out in Seattle. He's a diehard Dolphin fan, so I'm sure he'll uh, be interested to hear, you know, kind of your thoughts and opinions on the team as well um, as we get into the show tonight with uh, the rest of the AFC East division, which should be an interesting division this year to say the least. But before we uh, we get into what we're going to cover tonight. As always, um, you can listen to us, uh, whether it's on the, the Anchor FM dashboard or um, app, as well as on Spotify or uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. So whatever you use to listen to podcasts, like us, follow us, subscribe. We appreciate the support. Um, you know, hopefully we can continue to bring uh, good content to everybody as well as uh, grow, grow the podcast. So. Um, with without further ado, it's drink of the night time, boys, and uh, that means it's time to officially crack them open. If you uh, if you need to, I um I have myself uh, just cold Miller Light tonight. Um, in the in the cans, nothing nothing special, but nothing wrong with that either. So what uh what else do we got? Uh, you know, I'm got my I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling like a winner tonight. Uh, I'm still drinking. You know, the tequila I won. Uh, just I, I just I can't put it down. I'm gonna have to buy another bottle. And to be honest with you, it's it's so good. Like hands it's down, it's expensive tequila, so it should be. Well, you're, I mean, you know, I love my tequila though, but this is like probably hand, like listen, I love my Don Julio, but this is like this is next that's legit level. Stuff. Yeah, that's legit stuff. Yeah, this is really good. So yeah. I'm gonna probably have to get another one. Well, you're gonna buy that well, one on your own. <laughs> Unless he wins another bet somehow. Yeah, well, I'm not betting another bottle of tequila with him, so. <laughs> uh, nothing too fancy. I went back to the Raging Cajun beer. I had one left in the fridge. I saw hiding, so I figured, what the hell, pop it open. And is that is that a Sweetwater nope. Brewing Company? That's all right, dude. It's some like local brewery out in, I don't know, some small little area in Louisiana, so I, I really don't even know. I remember we looked we looked it up the last time and now I forget. Louisiana. I have no idea where that is, but it's damn good beer. Yeah, well there you go. So I, I'll have to uh, I'll have to write down, you know, if if it's a beer or a, a whiskey or whatever that I haven't heard before, I'll have to write it down and do some research on it because if it's if one of us is drinking it and we enjoy it, may have to figure out where I can get it, you know. So we'll uh we'll go ahead and um 
before we get before we get into kind of our division dive with our with our guest ho- uh, host Kyle, who's a family member of Alex's, I believe. Yeah, he's my cousin. Um, yeah, cousin. So not Caesar Ruiz, but but uh, <laughs> but uh, Kyle. So um, we'll we'll get into our uh, our all time team build, which this week. We are looking at the offensive tackles, so we're getting into the trenches, finally, uh, the big the big hog mollies, and we're going to let Alex go ahead and take the first pick, um, then, uh, then Matt will go, and then I'll go, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it back around for Alex's second tackle, uh, and then Matt and myself. Guard. So, no, 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 we're not doing a guard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tackle. We're gonna do. You got to do two tackles. That's you right. Do two tackles. That's right. We'll get in. We'll get into two guards and the center next week and wrap up the O line. Um, but we're just gonna take our two offensive tackles uh, this week. So Alex, I'll let you go first, um, unless for whatever reason you want to forfeit the first pick this. No, because I want to bolster my um, line before Matt can do it, so I'm not gonna give him this one. Fair enough. Right, well, that's doing guards, that... so you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I got a both picked well, out. Uh, so. well, uh, well, you got. Well, you've got. You've got to pick one of them. I now, know. So you're I, on the clock. It's so hard because you need two. Yeah. Well, that's why. I'm it. Well, listen. It's not like there's only like three good ones in the history of the game. You know what I'm saying? So you go ahead. You're on. You're on the clock. You take the first tackle. Um. You know. Again, like I said, there's just there's a lot of them for me um, that that you know I'm like really I'm very just because of how terrible the tackle position has been for the Giants for so long. It, I'm something that I'm I'm very very picky about. Um, you know, we talk about Nate Solder on the left side and moving him to the right side and stuff like that. I'm gonna go uh, a little bit old school here. Um, not too old though. Uh, it's somebody I got to watch playing growing up a little bit when I was out on the West Coast, uh, and that's. Oh, I know you're. I yeah, know you're you know going. where I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with Walter Jones. Uh, he yeah. was the uh, he was the first Pro Bowl offensive lineman selected uh, for Seattle back in I think it was '99 or 2000 when I was still living out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's got. Nine nine Pro Bowls Walter Jones has had anchor in that Seahawks line, four time first team yep. all pro. And he was he was there ninety seven he played ninety seven to oh eight. So that would have been you know, yep. when you it was uh, I was there from ninety five to two thousand one. Um I got to see yep. I, again, that's you know, I was out there as a kid, so the only games I got to go to were the Seahawks games, but um definitely definitely an all pro tackle. Um he was a friggin' He was the well. He was on NFL's uh, All-Decade Team for 2000. So, um, I mean, dude's mm-hmm. just a standout tackle. He's he's definitely somebody I want back there. Um, you know, helping protect my line, my you know, protecting Saquon. Not Saquon, but my. I'm thinking of Giants now, but protecting my my running backs and my quarterback. Boy, the Giants would have a whole hell of a lot less problems if Walter Jones. Man, if we get anybody like Walter Jones, it would be amazing. You forget uh, who you got on your ultimate hey. team there, man? Or your all-time team? You're, like, no. all over. Bro. I know. I was, like, bouncing off ultimate team and Giants. My bad. Shut up. If Andrew Thomas is is uh, one one half of the player Walter Thomas is, then you guys have made a good I'll tell you what. If, Walter, if, if, if Andrew Thomas is anything like Walter Jones, then everybody needs to just shut up about Dave Gettleman. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what's funny before forever. we get to Matt's pick? Is- we're, we're not getting into that. <laughs> 
when I was a kid, the the way that I uh, learned which offensive lineman to watch when I was watching football was I, playing Madden. I would look at the Madden ratings, and I figured, okay, if Madden's got this guy rated pretty high, he must be pretty good. So I'll pay attention. And so guy like Walter Jones, I don't know what year it was in Madden, but he was probably you know ninety. 95, 96, 97, you know, high-rated uh, guy back in the day. So, great great first pick. Uh, Matt, now it's time for, for you to pick your tackles. And once we're done, we're going to let Kyle weigh in on, on who he would have uh, picked or what combo he likes best. Ah, so, I got called out because, you know, Alex didn't want to lose any ground. <laughs> Even though he missed. Dude. I'm going to blow you out of the water because my tackle is going to destroy everybody. He's going to maul through whatever line you're going to throw at him. My running game is going to be ace I- on point. Mr. T- TB12 is going to be protected. Give me that Hall of Fame, that 11-time Pro Bowler, 9-time All-Pro, 91 Walter Payton Award winner, Mr. Anthony Munoz. Boom. Thank you. Um- it's hard oh. to argue. It's hard to argue that he's m- m- not the the best tackle of all time. Yeah, right give me, now. I'll give you that. Give yeah, me, yeah. One I'll, time. I'll give you that. I mean, you're not upset me by it. It's not Another like totally blowing me away. I saw him. I just didn't want him. I wanted my you're boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a US a USC Trojan. Obviously, played with the Bengals. You know, in the NFL. Uh, you know, eleven Pro Bowls in twelve years. Nine first team All Pros. I mean, I, he, he's, give me stability. Give me a guy who yep. I, know, I am not going to have to worry about. He is always going to be ready to go. He, uh, you know, kind of an Iron Man. So I'm very content and happy with my guy protecting whatever side I decide to put him on. He could play, you know, right now, whatever. We'll see. Yes. So my guy that I'm going to take, he kind of uh, fits the description of what you just said about a guy that you can just plug in and I don't have to worry about him. He's just going to show up. This guy is such a badass that he was the third overall pick in the NFL draft, and he was out on a fucking boat fishing. And that's Joe, that's Joe Thomas. Um, he played he played for a decade. He was a Pro Bowler for a decade. He was a six time first team All Pro. Uh, I don't really need to say much. Obviously, he played for the Browns, and they weren't very good, but he was. Uh, so Joe Thomas is my first selection at offensive tackle 10 years in the league 10 pro bowls you can't really come at me uh with any disrespect there so alex it's back to wow. you okay that's a good yeah one. i mean honestly that's a hard one to i mean i wanted him but i'm like i've got to go with the obvious number one i can't miss i would have taken munoz if you didn't take i mean him. yeah munoz is the number one he's definitely the number one over there well, Alex, you get to you get to pick your other book in now. So I mean, you're putting a pair together that is pretty. Yeah. Um, listen, I I know I give Matt a lot of shit about picking Dallas players. Oh, what what are we gonna have here? Um, obviously, this is someone I've watched play for a long time. Dallas is known for their offensive line, so I can't not look at them. Uh, and that's I'm going with Larry Allen. Ugh. Oh, uh, I, I think I might have to remove your Giants fandom card. No, no, no. You pick like 20 freaking Cowboys players. I don't want to hear it, man. Larry Allen's a good guy, dude. He was freaking yeah. – he was on 
my my question though is, do you want Larry Allen as your tackle, or do you want to plug him in as a guard because he nope. played guard? We're on guard. He's getting picked as a go- uh, tackle. Boom. Yeah, he's yeah he's picked as. I mean, he's my tackle, man. Okay. All right. So Larry, Larry yep. Allen, it is. That's a hey. I got no argument. Honestly, I didn't think you were gonna pick him because you're so uh, you know against me. I, I am, dude. Album. I am. But uh, look, we got we got two, three Dallas coaches on our team now. They're they're gonna make our O line hopefully as great as theirs or better. Did, hey, did you did you guys know that Garrett is an Ivy Leaguer yep. from uh, yep. Princeton? Oh, hey man, he's back home. He's he's drafted. He's, he was drafted by the by New York. I mean, we're we're. We're all right with him. I never had it. At least I think it's Princeton. I know he's an Ivy League. Uh, are we gonna Are we gonna have to do some fact checking here? We we, might... we can. I'll 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 pull I'm it up. But I'm now. pretty sure I thought that... it was Princeton. I thought I heard uh, that. Uh, not that well, Ivy know... League. Are you talking about where he played? No, no, no. Where he Garrett Garrett was there. Yeah, he played college. Texas A and M. Oh no, 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 no Miles Garrett. He's um... not... Yeah, Miles Garrett. I'm talking about your coach, Jason yeah. Garrett. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Princeton. He went to Princeton. Yeah, Princeton. Oh. See, I was, I was right. All right. He's a Princeton Tiger. So there you go. You got a, you got a smart dude. He may not have been smart for the Cowboys, but you could care less because he's not with we the Cowboys anymore. We all know that anymore, sometimes right? coordinators aren't always the best coaches, but that, that's right. All right, Matt. So who's the, uh, who's the other end of your, of your bookend here on your, on your line? I'm gonna go with another guy that's a little earlier. Not quite Muniz's era, but definitely, uh, you know, our, like, adolescence. Um, it's, to me, he's a can't miss. He played both right and right and left side. Uh, he started at right and then shifted over and during his career to left. So, I get some versatility. He's also kind of an Iron Man. He didn't miss many games. I think he missed, like, nine his entire career. He's a Hall of Famer as well. So, I'm going to have two Hall of Fame tackles. So, get at me. Uh, 11-time Pro Polar and four-time All-Pro, Mr. Willie Rofe. Yep, I saw him a lot with the Chiefs, you know, out in the West. Yeah, um, he finished his career there and was still strong, which is kind of impressive for uh, a tackle to be known at the last, like, four years of his career when he started in the Saints, which is – that just is a testament to how good he really was. Yeah, absolutely. So, my – my guy that I'm picking is I, I'm torn between two, and I, I, you really couldn't argue with either one. But I need a I need a guy who's going to be my right tackle that's just nasty, and um, f- you know for the 11 years that he played, he was an 11 time Pro Bowler as well, and that's Jonathan Ogden. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one too. I I can't be I can't be so, mad at it. So I mean I've got I've got two guys that went to twenty one Pro Bowls in twenty one seasons. Yeah, you've got you I mean you're, you're picking better. third most weeks and you've got a pretty stacked team. Like I'm not like <laughs> I know I'm picking good. Pro Bowls you know in my I mean? office. Like, I'm building the team I'm envisioning and it's a great team and so is Matt's, but like you're building I don't know where you're coming from with this, but you're building out a ridiculous team. He just throws <laughs> He just throws some fancy stats out that make his team seem so much better. I got 22 Pro Bowls on my tackles. They're both Hall of Famers. So, you know, let's uh, let's listen. You're you're everybody's got everybody's got an incredible pair of offensive tackles. The book you can't really got pretty. You've got guys that are extremely versatile that move. Thomas is actually not like the biggest guy on the planet, but it works for West Coast offense. I got two Maulers, obviously, because clearly I want to run the ball because that's just my style. 
Alex, you got versatile yeah. guys, but they can kind of, you know, they're large fix. Alex, Alex has some power. Some yeah, power. man, I'm going with that power run, bro. I'm surprised because you don't have the power <laughs> run backfield, so I'm a little shocked. No, he's got he's got yeah, Jim what Brown talking about, dude. He doesn't have your Zonka. You ain't got, Z- you know, you got Zonka stuff. Emmett Smith coming at you full head of steam. I, I mean, you're right, but I got one of the guys that blocked for Emmett Smith. So what's up? Oh, oh yeah, that's funny. there you go. Paul, <laughs> oh, actually, that's why I wanted to pick him. So like, let me let me put him with Emmett Smith. There's familiarity. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, listen, there's there's certainly a strategy to this team build. So let's um, let's get our guest Kyle in here just to weigh in on on some of his thoughts with what uh, what the three of us Stooges have done. What do you what do you think, Kyle, in terms of uh, offensive tackles? You know, I, I'm sure you guys did a great job. I've been in and out of this thing. I don't know if it's the Alabama Wi-Fi or what the deal is, but uh, I've been in and out of this thing for quite some time now, so I didn't catch hardly any of that. <laughs> so let me let me recap what we've got. So you, Alex took Walter Jones and Larry Allen. Matt took Anthony Munoz and Willie Rofe. And I took Joe Thomas and Jonathan Ogden. So we, we all have – now Thomas isn't a pro bowler yet, but that's just because he hasn't been retired long enough, but – we all have Pro Bowl uh, or Hall of Fame, excuse me, offensive linemen, um, which shouldn't be a shock, being that it's an all-time team. Um, but we've got some, we've got some pretty good guys, and I don't know if you have an opinion on who you just think is the best offensive tackle that you've seen play, or just in general. You know, I don't, I don't know about the best, but you know, one one guy that definitely sticks out to me is um, Orlando Pace. Yeah, good pull. Yeah, that is a good one. I think oh, it's one guy. He was he was one of the guys I was yep. weighing between him and Odd. That is Pace was a high high draft pick out of Ohio State. Great I figured player. if I had missed Munoz or Rofe on the first pick, that I wasn't going to get one or the other on a second. So I didn't yep. think about it, and I was going to actually make a really deep pull on a guy that is like highly overlooked for his short career. And I was going to go Mister. I was going to go Mister Homer with Baselli. Yeah, Tony Bow. Yep, but Pace, Pace is a great Pace, one, oh, obviously, really. Kyle. Who, because there's only you know three of us building yep. this team, obviously we're going to leave yeah, great yeah. players off. But I mean, he was listen. He was the first offensive lineman in college football history. Well, in like modern day history, to actually appear on the Heisman ballot. That's right. He did. Yep. Offensive lineman, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> That's that's crazy. So, um, you know, we got ourselves uh, through the offensive tackles next week. We're going to do both guards and center. So we're going to make three selections, um, each of us. That way we can complete our offensive line, complete our offenses in general. And then in two weeks, we will start building the defenses, which is definitely going to be interesting because I'm sure we're each going to have a – a strategy not only for what we like personally, but what we think uh, would combat the the other uh, the other team's uh, offense and whatnot. So it, it'll uh, it'll really get interesting once we start building the defenses to see where we go. But as usual, good strong selections. So with that, uh, we'll move on to our our main segment tonight as we continue our division dive series uh last week we looked at the nfc wild wild west uh gave our thoughts and opinions there this week we're moving back east uh to the east coast 
uh, AFC East in a division that, let's face it, the landscape is about to completely change in this division. Um, obviously, the the big thing is that Tom Brady is no longer with the New England Patriots. Um, so we will certainly discuss our thoughts and feelings about that and about the Patriots in general. Uh, this is a division that last year had two playoff teams with the, the Patriots and the Bills. Do we think there's going to be two playoff teams in the division this year? I don't know. Um, but we'll start off with one of those playoff teams. It happens to be my dad's team, the Buffalo Bills, uh, four straight Super Bowls, four straight Super Bowl losses. Um, it's, the reason, it's the reason why he still drinks whiskey. Um Whenever he thinks about it. Um, so the Buffalo Bills last year were a playoff team. Uh, Josh Allen uh, in the defense uh, or the quarterback Josh Allen and, and the defense got them to the playoffs. They, they lost uh, in the wild card round to the Houston Texans. Um, and it kind of brought up some questions in my mind. Are the Buffalo Bills in quarterback purgatory? And what I mean by that is, do they have a quarterback who is good enough for them to win and be competitive and maybe get into the playoffs, but not good enough to win the whole thing, but also good enough to where they don't have a high enough draft pick each year to really get difference makers or even maybe uh, a franchise Hall of Fame type of quarterback? Where, What's our thoughts on Josh Allen, uh, former first-round pick out of the University of Wyoming? I mean – I, I might be the weird one on this podcast, but uh, I like the kid. His accuracy can definitely uh, <clears throat> vastly improve. Like, well, it's going to have to because he's not going to be able to run around like, uh, you know, a madman. His I mean, career. I don't know. The dude's pretty big and he's pretty athletic and he is pretty durable. He isn't like getting – he isn't getting dinged up because he doesn't take the t- – I think he's safe about the way he runs. Like, he's gotten hit. Don't get me wrong. I've watched him, like, plays myself, but – you know, he's not like Wentz. Wentz moves around and he gets popped. RG3 would move around and get popped. Josh Allen finds ways to find the sideline or at least take cover quick enough that he doesn't get, like, absolutely blasted. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a smarter runner then. Maybe they, maybe he picked up that trait while he was I, at Wyoming. Well, he Who only knows? threw nine picks, which, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, his accuracy sucked, but I don't think he's going to lose them games. So it's a matter if the team can win games. Josh Allen isn't going to hurt him, so I left. Well, and I mean they they definitely got better too. I mean they made the trade to bring in Stephon Diggs, who's definitely a number one wide receiver. Um, and the defense, in my opinion, is is pretty loaded on all three levels. You know, Ed Oliver uh, is a defensive tackle. They got him high in the draft to pair him up with Jerry Hughes, who's kind of their edge rusher. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds at middle linebacker is a, a young up and coming linebacker and. Shadavius White, in my opinion, is one of the top three corners in the league. And um, so now they brought in old Josh Norman, who's overrated and overpaid. But Shadavius White, in my opinion, is a stud. So I think that the defense has playmakers to certainly keep them in games. They've added, obviously, a playmaker on offense in Stephon Diggs. And I think the running game is uh, pretty sufficient when you start to take into account Josh Allen's ability to run. So. The, the Bills should be a competitive team. What do we think? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep mine short because I want, I want to know what Kyle thinks on them since he sees them twice a year. But um, 
Listen, I mean, I, I said it last year. I, I like the team. I, I didn't know if they were going to make the playoffs. I think they definitely make the playoffs this year. Uh, I don't, I'm not really sure what their record is going to be. I like Josh Allen. Um, I think he needs a little bit of work, obviously, like Matt said, with his accuracy. Um, guy's got great arm strength. He's got legs. He knows he's got really – like the thing that kind of shocked me about him was his pocket presence. Um, he kind of knew when that pocket was going to collapse and he would just take that ball and go, um, which is – so you're shocked that he had the awareness to know when at to the get pro, out of Yeah, at the pro level. I mean, his first year, I, I didn't expect somebody to do that. You know what I mean? And he came out and kind of shocked everybody. I didn't like that he ran for almost, you know, almost, I think it was almost more than he threw. Um, but uh, I think he corrected that in year two. I think he's I think he's looking good. I think he's, he's a franchise quarterback that the Bills can capitalize on. And um, I think it'll be interesting to see if the Bills can kind of put themselves in a position like they did and start getting back to the promised land. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, I know that you're obviously, um, you know, one with an opinion. This is a division rival. Um, you guys have back in the day when, uh, you know, Dan Marino versus Jim Kelly was one heck of a rivalry. What do you, what do you think of the bills? So the bills and, and Josh Allen specifically, he, so with the thing with young quarterbacks is in it, in his second year, it's impressive that he's only thrown nine interceptions. Everybody keeps talking about, you know, accuracy, accuracy. I mean, well, nine interceptions, that's, that's pretty darn good uh, for not having the greatest accuracy. <laughs> so Absolutely. I think at least he knows how to take care of the ball. I think Josh Allen goes, uh, gets close to that 4,000 yard mark uh, this year, for sure. If not just over, just over the 4,000 yard mark, especially with the addition of Stefan Diggs. That was one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, another thing is they, they did add some pretty pretty good depth on the defensive side with a already pretty darn good defense. So, um, you know, I think they're, they're definitely, if not the biggest contender, contender for the division, um, you know, they're, they're going to be battling it out with the top. At the top, not necessarily with my Dolphins, unfortunately, but you know, probably the Patriots. <laughs> right. Hey, you, you know, you I mean, never know. I mean, Bill. So what you're saying is, Bills Mafia should be excited for the season. Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure. There's gonna be a lot of tables broken yeah. this year. A lot of broken. A lot of broken tables. tables and I like, I like their spirit, man. All that energy I, they bring. Oh, yeah. That's much, you should be a Bills fan then. I mean, no, 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 no. Dolphins. No. Slow down. <laughs> nah, too much. Too much. Too much heartache being a Bills fan. Take it from uh from the kid who's seen That's it. True. So, That's true. <laughs> you know, l- listen. I think uh, Bills Mafia and the rest of um the rest of the Buffalo fans will be happy uh, watching their team uh, this year. Like I said, I I think they'll be competitive. Um, so it should certainly be interesting. They they feel good about their quarterback. They made some splash moves. Um, so they're they're certainly trending up now. This next team, I think, is trending in the opposite freaking direction. And one of the reasons why is their best player wants to go play for the Central Texas Choke Artists. Yes. And, that, and, that, and that's the New York Jets. And, and, and specifically, Jamal Adams wants out. I mean, right? so out of New York the Jets, Jets, too? Could technically, yeah, he wants, to get out of the, he wants to get out of there. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, you I know do know why. why he wants but, to get out. You know why? It's no mystery. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. So they're not good. The Jets can technically, if they really wanted to, could control his contract for the next three years because he's in fourth year's deal. You get the fifth year option. They could franchise tag him, blah, blah, blah. There's no way in hell Jamal Adams is playing 
for the Jets for three more years, if he even plays for them this year. Uh, that's just my opinion. So he's the best player on their team uh, by far. He was the sixth overall pick in the draft, um, you know, a few years ago. Safety out of LSU. They've got some high, some high draft picks on that defense between Jamal Adams and Quinnen Williams. You know, um, C.J. Mosley uh, back in the day was a former first round pick. They've got some good players. I like Brian Poole and Marcus May, two um, Florida Gators back there in the secondary. Both good players. Um, a little, a little underrated. Are we um, missing? But the offense. I know the he's off the whole roster. The Are you? <laughs> got it. Yeah. Let, Let's get to the offense, right? Sam Thanks. Sam Darnold, trash. year three, Mr. Trash. Mono. Sam right? Darnold is not trash, and I hate the Jets. He's not trash. Listen, well, so here's the thing. Remember when we were going through uh, Sheen's, uh, you know, bold predictions? He thinks that Darnold turns into a, a superstar this year. <laughs> Don't think it's gonna be we super- all said, <laughs> not, not trash. We all said the hell with that. He's not turning into a superstar this year. Um, one of the reasons is – I can't figure out what the what the idea is, what the game plan is with the Jets on offense. I mean, they paid a lot of money for Le'Veon Bell, but let's they didn't see. use him. He's not the same running back he was yeah, in Pittsburgh. He's got to worry about Frank Gore breathing on his throat because he's Mister Invincible and will continue running until he's ninety. Well, listen, Frank Frank Gore probably is wearing a Superman yeah. cape, but my my con- my concern really is so. The Jets did what you would do when you're trying to build around your quarterback. You, you draft a, a big offensive tackle high in the first round, okay? And you come back in the second round, you bring in a wide receiver. So you're trying to protect them. You're trying to give them some skill. But I just – I look at the team, and nothing makes me say this is a team trending up. It tells me they're either status quo is, is still the same or they're trending down. Gangrene fans, I, I don't see how you could be optimistic going into this season, but that's just my opinion, you know, and I'm I'm one who who thinks that Sam Darnold is not, you know, the uh, uh, an elite type of quarterback, and let's face it, NFL teams don't get better, they get better quarterbacks. That's, that is a fact, and so, Sam Darnold needs to be a better quarterback for the Jets to be better. Yeah, I mean, he'd definitely rather die, but uh, I think their big thing that hurts them more than anything, uh, I think uh, Kyle could probably attest to that, is the fact that uh, they have Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. bite my tongue for a little bit. I'll let you go. <laughs> no, no, no. You can rip him. If you if, if Adam Gase deserves a second asshole, Kyle, you can certainly give, give him. Give it. <laughs> You're a Dolphins fan, bro. Give, give, us, give that hot fire, Listen, but how would you hate him? That... That googly eyed <laughs> does not know what he's doing. He doesn't, and it's perfectly okay. He's too busy doing, it's perfectly man, he's too okay. busy doing bumps on the friggin' sideline, bro. Or I actually feel bad for whatever Sam the hell Arnold. he's doing. That Joker is three games you know, away Dar- from a Darnold's butt fumble. Kind of had a rough go at it his first two years. Yeah, you got to think about this, right? You're not wrong in saying that the Jets aren't really going to be doing anything. I-, I think it, and I think, I think that Sam Darnold is going to degress this year i think he's going to get worse and it's simply because of adam gase you got to sit there and you got you have to seriously consider what adam gase did down in miami when they had ryan Tannehill. nothing they no, did nothing, nothing. ryan <laughs> Tannehill left went to tennessee and won the starting job over wonderkin Mar- marcus mariota well 
let's yeah, just and settle he down. Did something. And I, I listen. I get that 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 team was basically all friggin' legs. Okay, it wasn't Tannehill. I, I understand this fully, but at least he was more successful in Tennessee, where a team was was largely almost as bad as the Dolphins were. So, and I'm sorry, Kyle, but it's true. They were terrible. Yeah, but here's so the now area. Adam Gase stays in the division and goes to. Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold can't even play a full season yet. He can't help you get yeah, auto. That's right. another that's another issue. He's he had injury concerns at USC and they've kind of transferred over here in the pros. I mean, let, let's know. let's take a look at their wide receivers for a second. They got Rashad Perriman, Jamison Crowder, and Denzel Mims. Hey man, that, that's a scary Yeah, Perryman was their most recent ad, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, they brought in Perriman. Mims was the, the high draft pick in the <laughs> second round. They got the former Miami Hurricane, Chris Herndon, at tight end. I mean, that's a really know. formidable offense right there, right? I mean, you guys got we, we got to be careful. It is. It is, but it's not with Adam yeah. Gase coaching and not nope. with friggin' Andrew. Uh, as, as, as. Formidable in a Bro, I'm being fantastic. It's about as scary as like a cat, like a friggin' kitten. With a I, I think I think he's going to be Listen, tied between, to it. I think he's going to be – they're going to look for well, the next best quarterback because he's not getting it done yeah. in Adam Gase's system. You got to remember the the offensive coordinator who was with him at Miami is with him in New York yeah. as well. Yep, yep. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so same you, team. You know what what's that definition of insanity? You do the same I thing don't over know and what over the Jets are thinking. Different results. Ah, I know what they're thinking. They're thinking that we're going to go ahead and we're going to finish in the top 5 and we're going to try to uh bring in, you know, some elite some elite talent another year. I don't see this team being anywhere else besides the bottom of the division yep. this year. And that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah. I know we got some buddies who are who are Jets fans. Sorry, Dave. But I'm telling you Na- I got a few is, friends too, unfortunately. Is not playing quarterback. Yeah, Namath is not my coming uncle. to play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So for, this is this is not a team that um you should be expecting much from I'm sorry, Jets fans, if that's a little too harsh this early that's in the not. year. But let's let's <laughs> let's not look it's at never the crystal ball. To the Jets. And, and, yeah, so, they're lucky they know, even have one Super uh, Bowl. That's, <laughs> listen, that's just sorry. that's just where it is. Yeah, they got one. They got one guaranteed Super Bowl, and and that's where they rest their laurels. And and Broadway Joe's not coming back to play quarterback. I didn't try so, to do it. You never know. He's dumb. Yeah, well, that he's. <laughs> He's too he's too busy getting hammered hitting on Susie Colbert to come back to so. <laughs> Oh, you mean when he brought back the fur coat? Because that was a really classy move. Yeah, he had he had the fur coat on Monday night football and man did he think she looks good. <laughs> uh, so let's let's move on to obviously probably the, the team that's got the biggest change in complexion just because of the fact that they're losing maybe the, the goat, as Matt maybe, calls him, Tom maybe Brady. Maybe the goat? Come and, on. And, and uh, replacing him with Jarrett Stidham, who played at Baylor, transferred, played at Auburn, got drafted late. He's the guy now up there in New England. And, um, you know, the Patriots have gotten, you know, they've got ridiculous, you know, records in terms of how many years in a row they've made the playoffs or won the division. I mean, everybody who's not a Patriots fan – in this division is probably sick and tired of the Patriots. Kyle could probably mm-hmm. attest to that. <laughs> but this this team has, um, you know, some very, very elite players. Stephon Gilmore, probably an elite, I mean, former defensive player of the year a year ago. Um, they've got um, 
They've got Tarzan playing on outside linebacker Chase Winovich. Kid I wanted uh, from Michigan with that with that long hair. Uh, that's that's who uh, Matt wanted the Giants to take in the draft two He's years a Clay ago. Clay Matthews two point man, better than Clay. Okay. Yeah. So you know they they got uh, Chung and McCordy back there at the safety pair for another year. Those guys are are timeless. A pretty good, is there, yeah. Actually, both of them are there, brothers. Is there a yeah. safety tandem that has been together playing at such a high level? For, like uh, they've got to be up there for like all time. Yeah, it's never more than like two or three seasons. They've been together for. They've been playing together like yeah. Besides, besides when Thomas and Chancellor were together for Seattle, I think these Dude, guys Thomas have been together. That's not even close. They were together maybe five years. These, you got. We've got to look. At, I'm pretty sure Chung and what's and dude. I'm pretty sure it's been a tandem for like, I don't know, like seven. Yeah, they they have certainly been they've certainly been a staple. There's no there's no doubt about it. So I think their defense and the fact that they have Belichick, who's a defensive guy, he just knows how to scheme his defense with his players. I don't think defense is going to be their problem at all. I don't. Um, I, their offense is their offense is going to look different. Look, it has to. Right? I've definitely been on record on this podcast many times, anointing Tom Brady for whatever reason. I, I, I like the guy. I don't care. Whatever. He's the best. But I am going to kind of like take my own contradictory statement here. And I'm going to say that I don't think the New England Patriots are going to fall off this cliff that everybody thinks is going to happen. Mm-mm. People are predicting them to be like the worst. <laughs> no. Like, are, are, are we for real? Like, do that. Well, Sheen, Sheen predicted them and the Giants and the Jaguars to be the three I, worst. I don't understand teams in the how they're. Um, I, I don't understand where this is coming from. Like, I get it. Yes, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I mean, there's no denying what he has done. But let's not forget the year. Oh, I don't know what was it, 2018, that they went 10 and six with a guy named Matt Castle. Who? Um, what was the last thing he did? They still won. So all I'm saying is, the Patriots are probably still going to be good. Do I think they're going to be the same team? Absolutely not. They're not going to be. A- no, they they can't. They You're not getting that threat in Foxborough. You're not getting that threat that if you yeah. give Tom Brady two minutes at home in the fourth quarter, what are you going to do? But they're not going to fall off a cliff. They're going to be highly competitive. It's going to be. They still have a good offensive line. I, a That's... lot of it's going to be how much, how ready is Stidham to play, basically. That's what it comes down to. Now, listen, also last year, they had nobody step up at wide receiver. Yeah. At all. Now they they have Edelman. They brought in Muhammad Sanu. They drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round two years ago. But nobody has really stepped up. And I mean, honestly, they haven't had like a a true wide receiver threat. Not Gronk, but a wide receiver threat really since they had Randy Moss. Randy Moss, yeah. I would agree. So th- this team. I mean, we're going to see how good Jared Stidham is at humming the tater and running Belichick's offense. Um, you know, they got my boy James White. Shout out St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, you know, they got him and Sony Michelle. I like their their one-two punch at running back, but it's such a revolving door at running back. It's like if you're ever a New England Patriots yeah, running it's always back like that for them. Football, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a pain in Get the away from it. it. <laughs> Next man up. Yeah, nobody's it's AIDS. It's, they don't play by they don't play by name, man. They just play by position. All right, running back. Two, they do, which is fine. I don't have I don't have any problem with it, but you would be foolish to to have the same expectations if you're a Patriots fan. You'd be foolish to have the same expectations this year that you've had the past fifteen years. Let's just 
let's just leave it at that because Fair. you don't have you don't have Brady calling the plays. Stidham's not going to have the same kind of control of the offense. Um, so I mean, you're just going to see you're going to see what normal growing pains look like for the first time in a long time up there in Fox. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be glorious for everybody else in the division. Uh, Bill's Mafia is probably salivating and foaming at the mouth. Um, But I think that, you know, you're going to have to take your lumps and just hope that either Stidham progresses or you're going to know if you're, if you're looking for a quarterback in another year. But I kind of agree in a way with Matt that I don't think they fall off the cliff and are the worst team in the in the league, um, like Sheen said in his you know bold predictions. But I I don't think that they're a playoff team this year uh, for the first time. I'll in challenge while. you all day on that one. Mm. I say ten yeah, and six, nine and seven. I don't think they're making the playoffs. It's gonna be a ten and six, yeah. nine and seven year. The Bills are gonna be nine and seven, ten and six. And I know I don't want to jump too far ahead. But I think the Dolphins are going to be in that conversation of sneaking in the wild card at the end, too, and making it interesting. Well, see, that's the thing, though. If, if, mm. the, Dolphins, if the Dolphins get better, the, the Patriots – I don't see the Patriots being a team that – I mean, I know we're, we're expanding to seven playoff teams now in, in each conference, so you never know. But I, I just don't see a team led by Jared Stidham at quarterback – being a playoff team, obviously, I could, I could. I mean, did you think that Castle would go into a playoff? I don't see that. Yeah, but that 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 team that year, what was it? Oh six, oh eight. I mean, they were better. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just still saying they were they were a, a much better team this year with better with better playmakers. But we'll see. I mean, Castle had a little bit more experience. What this is what Stidham's year two now, right? Yep. So we're. I mean, we'll see. I, listen, the kid has athleticism but i mean i wasn't ever even really all that impressed with him when he was in college as a prospect you know so well i'll tell you this guys you know you you don't count you don't count bill bill belichick out just like you don't count tom tom brady out within two minutes left in the game you know so i i see i see bill pull another rabbit out of the hat ordeal picking some kid up from popeyes or something putting him in the game and <laughs> you know it's it's just one of those situations where he's yeah, he's a genius he but remember he's the greatest coach even, of all time even he couldn't make the browns good that's yeah. right <laughs> that's well that just lets you know how sad the browns are but <laughs> you know Bel- belichick Belichick, let's face it. If Belichick, um, if if the Patriots are a, a poor team this year, miss the playoffs, and it's time for a true rebuild, so to speak, Belichick will hand the keys over to McDaniel's, and he will go be the GM of the Giants. That's what will happen. Oh man, you don't uh, even want to get me started but, on that, boy. So uh, BB Gun will eventually become the GM of the Giants once. Uh, the Giants realize Gettleman is not the answer, next year. and Belichick and Judge will be reunited up in East Rutherford, and the glory days will return to the G-Men. But until we get there. <laughs> next year. Next season. Next season. Uh, I don't know next, about all that. Next but. season. It'll be two. I guarantee so, you, Belichick, yeah. if he gets fired or they have to go part ways, he's not going to go immediately right after to the GM. Guarantee you he takes a year off, goes and fishes with Jimmy Johnson and shit for a year, Gets a nice tan and goes. You know what? I really want to be back in football. Hey, Giants, let's go! Boom, done. It'll take. Nah, Gettleman. 
I'll stop you now, you dude. You. I'm going to go right back with what Kyle said. You don't count Belichick out. The dude's a mastermind. He is hands down the greatest coach. I made a joke a couple weeks ago and said that the trophy needs to be named the friggin' Belichick trophy um, <laughs> instead of Lombardi. I'm just, I'm just going out and throwing out a limb here. Dave Gettleman is old as shit. And while he has had some really good drafts the last couple of years, the guy's going to retire soon. We know he's got health issues. I, it's just a door opening. Brady's gone. He's set up freaking. I, I, I hate to burst your bubble there, big guy, because I love nah. Belichick as much as you do. But you realize Belichick is like 68 years old, right? He. I, I understand that. But Belichick is is actually on the field doing work, walking around. He ain't sitting in an office like Gettleman's been doing. Doesn't. Next He'll season, never die. 2000, I mean, probably 21. I'm telling you, friggin' Belichick will be the ge- the friggin' general manager of the New York Giants. It's gonna happen. All right. Well, time time will tell. But let's um let's get to the final team here in our in our division. Um, now I- I'm not gonna lie to you, Kyle. Um, as a kid growing up, um, the Dolphins were the stink fish because they they weren't very good. Um, <laughs> that they, they were. They haven't been very good. They haven't. I mean, Matt knows. I mean, we're two South Florida kids. They just were not good. And and Miami, at its core, is a Dolphins town. But I'm telling you, when we were growing up, the Miami Heat were the thing. The Marlins won two World Series. The Dolphins took a back seat because they sucked. Um, you know, it, once Marino was out, man, and you had freaking Jay Fiedler and mm, Sage Rosenfeld. Don't remind and me. And Cleo, Cleo <laughs> Lemon. Cleo Lemon. Trying to give me nightmares tonight. Chad panicked. I mean, you know the drill. You know what you suffered. Cole through. Pepper. Yeah, I know. Chad uh, stop yeah. it, man. Right? I mean, listen, you, pass, you passed on Drew Brees. I mean, all all sorts of stuff. You did. Right? That was rude. So, I mean, they've been they've been uh, abysmal for a little while. Now you did pop up the one year with Tannehill, and and you guys got into the playoffs, and he got hurt, and Matt Moore had to play quarterback against <laughs> the Steelers, <laughs> and he didn't win, and all that. It was listen. ugly. It was ugly, but you know it happened. Understatement. Up, it so what's funny about that Listen. year is when, where you talk about Matt Moore had to come in. Um, we beat the crap out of the Steelers in the regular season. I mean, beat the snot out of them. And then yeah. he Tannehill got hurt the game before, and then Matt Moore had to play. And I like Matt Moore as, as a backup. Not he's not he's not terrible. There you go. Key key phrase. Yeah, he was there. good. But, but oh my God, did they obliterate us? That was terrible. Oh, yeah. He got hammered in that game. I mean, listen, it, it was it's, it was tough when you took a, a former college wide receiver in the first round <laughs> to play quarterback, and it's just kind of been it's kind of been murky waters since then. But I will say this: having talked to another good buddy of mine who's a diehard Dolphins fan, you guys have a uh, a player on your team who has not played a snap in the NFL that has the not one, but the top two selling jerseys in the NFL, and that's Tua Tagovailoa. Now, he may not play right away, and they may exercise caution and whatnot just because of his injury history, and Fitzmagic will try to spray around his pixie dust for a couple of games or whatever. Um, we've, we've talked about kind of, you know, jokingly, when's Tua going to finally get in and as we progress in the podcast, we'll make some wagers on when we think Tua will actually get in. But my my gut tells me that Fitzpatrick will will start at quarterback. Yeah. They they were abysmal running the football last mm-hmm. year. You guys got rid of Kenyon Drake, and then Kenyon Drake decided to go to the Cardinals and be a Pro Bowl running yep. back. 
I don't know why. Well, I knew that was possible the whole time. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> Adam Gase is the culprit of not having a very good running game for many years, and it kind of seems like it mm-hmm. carried over uh, with Flores, and I'm, I'm hoping that changes um, very soon. Well, Flores is a Patriots guy, a Belichick guy, so, I mean, he should know, you know, really the, the rules of the road, so to speak, in terms of building a team, game plan, things like that. I, I will say that you could tell he's a defensive guy because they've loaded up on the defense. You know, they've already got uh, Xavier Howard. They paid big money to Byron Jones. I mean, that's probably one of the best corner duos in the NFL. They brought in another Patriots guy with Kyle Vinoy, uh, you know, Shaq Lawson and Agba's rush guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they, they Christian Wilkins was a big uh, first-round pick, uh, you know, a couple of years ago at defensive tackle. So they've certainly invested on the defensive side of the ball, knowing that they at least want to try to keep their team in the game on defense and, and hopefully develop the offense, which obviously this year was the focus by drafting – Tua, and then back in the first round again, um, you know, drafting an offensive lineman, Austin Jackson, at a at a USC. So they certainly um, went with the plan of hey, if you're going to take your if you're going to take your franchise signal caller, you better make sure somebody's going to be in front of him protecting his ass, right? Right. right. Yeah, man. So I know that I know that uh, we have mixed opinions on Tua, isn't that right, Alex? Yeah, we do. So do I. <laughs> I so, listen, man. So I, I, I don't know. Cannot, like, you can't question his production in college. Right. His his. He his college has nothing to do with He's the got NFL. Everything to back himself up there. There's. I'm not going to deny the kid's right. college stats. His injuries, right. as grave as they are, are what worry me, especially at the yep. elite level. Because, I mean, let's face it. They, the the Miami Dolphins went out and and grabbed friggin' Eric Flowers to plug him in. Yeah. Whoa. To, Flowers, Flowers is a left guard, yep. right, yep. Alex? He's a left guard. You, you guys drafted him with the tenth pick. I don't want to, you know, go down memory lane because it's painful. But he tenth pick out of the you, you know, to play tackle, and it did not work. It out. It didn't, and and I and I'll I'll stick by that. Every time somebody brings up Eric Flowers, the guy's a career guard. Yes. He has taken snaps in college at tackle, but he is a career guard, and he was played mm-hmm. in a position that he was not uncom- he was not comfortable with. You can see it. The guy never got beat on the inside of that line. He only ever got beat on the outside. So if you would have plugged him in at guard, we would have never seen the issue, and Eli wouldn't have gotten racked as much as he did. That being said, they went out and put in Eric Flowers, and they're going to play him at the same tackle position. Makes no sense to me. All it's going to do. I don't. I don't agree with. I don't. I don't agree with. No. It, it, I'm no. telling you, it's going to happen. They're going to put no. him in at tackle. They I don't, don't have so. an immediate need for a guard. They're going to play him at tackle because he's there, and they're paying him ten million dollars a year. You don't play a failed tackle ten million dollars a year. That's a guard position. You just don't do it. So, well, you should. You shouldn't. <laughs> but they're doing it now. I will say they're probably one of the more improved teams of the season with their off-season acquisitions. They got Byron Jones. I would agree with that. But friggin' yep. Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson. They went and picked up Jordan Howard, who's been kind of eh, to me. 
Matt Breda. Not, not really my favorite running back out there. Yeah, I like I like the Breda pick mm-hmm. if he stays healthy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a dynamic um, running back. So I will say that they did go out there and do a lot of things to help their team out. I, I we said it, you know, after the draft, like, hey, Miami actually went out and did something for a change, which yeah. was nice to see. I still don't think their offense is going to be what people expect or want just because they've got Tua. I think you're going to see a lot of people who went and bought Tua jerseys get really pissed off come week six when he's not starting and still struggling. Hmm. Now, my my question, uh, and I'll, I'll send this one directly to you, Kyle. What First, what's your thoughts on the on the pick with Tua at five? Um, and, you know, what are your, what are your expectations yeah, really for him? I, I, was, I was back and forth on the Tua pick for, for quite some time um, leading up to the draft, and I'm not going to lie, I was – I was sick by the time we got to the draft, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, you sound like Apple. I was, yeah, I was. A I wreck. just, you know, me and Alex <laughs> talked about it, and um, you know, I wasn't. I knew they were going to do it, but I wasn't. I wasn't completely sold on on them picking Tua. To be completely honest, with with the injuries, and uh, I don't know. Let's play a game here. Once, who's who's the last uh, successful NFL Alabama quarterback? Um, I don't. I don't even know if I can think of one. Um, so. There's not many. Yeah, so Joe Namath, maybe. Yeah, okay, but I don't know. It's just that's a long time it's just ago. Crazy. Uh, it was a crazy time, um, and a lot of smoke screens leading up to that draft. I like Tua. I think he's uh, he's definitely a good kid, and it's he's definitely somebody uh, Flores and company can build around. Uh, and I don't think our our job is done with with building around him. I think we did a very good job in the draft and picking up some, some off season acquisitions and stuff like that. But we, we got to get some, you know, wide receivers and, and other things. We got to get the kids some weapons too. Um, yeah. Do you like the Devonte Parker I, pick? Cause he was a first round. I like, I, I, I like Parker last year, everything yeah. before they paid him some money. Everything before, I didn't understand that everything before last year. Um, I didn't like, I, you know, he's a crybaby. I don't know if it was a, it was a coaching issue. Gase. I don't know. The, the, the guy just, you know, rubbed everybody wrong. I, I think. Um, yeah. So I, I like Parker. I think he, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna do well, uh, going forward, hopefully. I, you know, this is, a, you, you guys got to remember, this is a team that wasn't supposed to win a game last year at all. That's right. They were the laughing stock of the league. At all. And then all of a sudden, as Matt likes to point out, they they flipped the switch yeah. halfway through. So this is a team that wasn't supposed right. to win at all. And I, I tell you what happened is is they Flores got those That's guys right. fired up. Yeah, he got those guys fi- fired up, and he he's a leader, and he he's going to be an amazing coach going forward. I believe. Yeah, I think so. Here's what I think, and Matt, you're you're kind of a. I wouldn't say you're a Dolphins fan, but your mom follows them, so you kind of. Pay My dad does too. But- My dad, it's his second, like. It's the second team. When the Giants suck, he watches them because they're on TV. Sure. So, Alex Alex makes a great point. Obviously, Flowers was is a guard. The Dolphins brought him in to pay him $10 million to play tackle. I think that's a mistake. I think that that first-round pick, Austin Jackson, is going to play right tackle because that's technically Tua's blind side being a left-handed quarterback and Flowers being plugged in at left tackle, albeit, I think, a mistake, just like Alex uh, – said i think eventually if they can listen this team should have kept laramie tunsil 
and then they would have the tackle thing figured out and Flowers could play guard. But they moved Tunsil, um, you know, to get some draft capital. They moved Minka Fitzpatrick. Imagine if you're a Dolphins fan and you still have Laramie Tunsil at left tackle and Minka Fitzpatrick at safety right so, now, plus what the, you did in the office. The Minka, the Minka thing pissed me off because um, I think we got that, that third first-round pick with him, and then we drafted some – I can't even pronounce his name – a safety from somewhere. Um, yeah, Noah Igbonehi from yeah, Auburn. Igbonehi. Yeah, I don't understand that at all, but – you know, it is what it I is. I thought that was going to be your running back. Me too. And I thought that was where you guys were going running back when with that third yep. pick. Yeah, um, I was. So check it out. I um, Swift. we're sitting here talking. We're sitting here talking about him, right? Um, because when they took Eric Flowers, that was that was their plan. Their plan was to take Eric Flowers and bring him in a tackle, and then obviously they took Austin Jackson. So I'm curious. Me always Here's- looking at teams. I'm actually on their page right now, looking at their unofficial depth chart. <laughs> They've updated it. It wasn't. It wasn't this way. I want to say a week ago when I was looking at them prepping for this week. But they've updated their their depth chart right now, and they actually have Austin Jackson starting at left tackle, and it moved Eric Flowers to the inside at guard, which is his true position. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. can't. Yeah. Well, then that that would be the yeah, right so move. So that, that would right explain. Move. That would explain the tack. That would explain drafting Austin Jackson and paying him the three year, thirty million dollar contract that he wanted. Because now what is going to happen is he's going to get the opportunity to prove himself as a guard for a team. And yeah. Do you still like paying $10 million? Hell for no, I don't like paying no, $10 no, million. No. For he, he's overpaid, but I can tell you right now, he definitely will be much improved at left guard, which is sad to say. The kid yeah. should have been a guard out of the gate. The Giants should have yeah. used him at guard, but they drafted him and forced him to be a tackle because he showed signs down as a cane at tackle, even though he really was still a guard a lot. And they didn't want to be ridiculed that they took a, a player at 10 and took him in at a guard exactly. when it, that's yeah. totally a tackle. This is probably one of the I very mean, the few quick... things that Matt and I agree yeah. on in freaking in Giants drafting and recent. I mean, obviously, we lost out on a freaking really good running back, but we've, t- we've talked about this. We've actually argued with some friends at the games when they're talking trash about Eric Flowers. Like, I would say, yeah, he sucks as a tackle, but it's because he's a guard. He's a guard. He's naturally <laughs> Never been playing tackle at the That's NFL. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like he's taken snaps at tackle for for the U when they needed him to. That is not his position. Do. So what <laughs> right. people don't realize, you know, people don't realize this, and obviously I know it because I'm a Canes fan. Uh, Eric Flowers mostly played guard, and when we had injuries or when we shifted things around, they kick him to tackle because he could pull really well as a guard. So they almost disguise him and be able to kick him out of tackle sometimes. But he really is a guard. And, I mean, honestly, Austin Jackson is going to probably be good, I think, even as a rookie. Like, I think there's a reason they picked him where they did. You could actually have a decent, you know, backside for, you know, um, Fitzpatrick, frontside for Tua. So the left probably is okay. It'll be your right side that'll be a little interesting once you have uh, Tua in there eventually. Yeah, I mean, they're right side. They've got Shaq Cowell and Robert Hunt, so. uh. Yeah, I mean, there's still work to be done, I think, Mm -hmm. in terms of improving the roster. But let's face it, I I think that, A, they went in the right direction in terms of how they're they're adding talent and building the roster. Um, But also, B, this team, at least this year, their success or how they compete is definitely going to be dictated at the kind of play they get at the quarterback position, whether it's, 
how well does Fitzpatrick play and how long does he keep that job? Um, you know, when Tua comes in, how ready is he and how, how good is his game in terms of translating to the, to the NFL? I, I, I think that they're going to be, they're going to continue to pick up where they left off in, in terms of their competitive nature from, from their coach Flores and, and how they finished last year. I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, come out of the gates, you know, winning their first three, four games or whatnot, but I think that they're going to be competitive throughout the year and not the, the joke of the NFL like they were the first half of the year last year. Um, so I, I, there's that. Uh, I, I don't see them being the, the bottom feeder in this division unless Fitzpatrick is terrible and two is just not ready. That's the only way is if the quarterback situation this year just completely falls flat on its face. Um, but I think Fitzpatrick is enough of a seasoned pro mm-hmm. where he's not going to be he's not going to be great and he's not going to win you games. Yeah. But hopefully yeah. he's not yeah. the one. Hey, that you're going to have a guaranteed nice kickoff to the season against New England to Fitzmagic because the guy shows up for four games a year, throws for like six thousand yards, and then falls <laughs> off. I know, man. Yeah, he you was know, like a freaking fantasy be... god at the beginning of the season. Like, if you don't have him starting, you're an idiot. Like, yeah, you know, you know, he's going to. The Dolphins are smart. Somewhere. I don't care what any – the Dolphins may be one of the smarter teams right now in the way they've handled it because I think Tua fits their system. Even though I do think he's going to have some issues, fits the system. And they got a quarterback ahead of him. How many teams have done that right now? Nobody. Well, you know what's interesting is – so Tua was a a, a quick passing, short passing attack at Alabama. The Dolphins bringing in Chan Gailey, who's a lot more of a – of a short spread, quick passing attack type of offensive coordinator, you know, so they're really, really making this investment into a long-term by bringing in the type of coordinator and the players that they need uh, to build around him. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see for sure. Time. That time even works tell, for Fitzpatrick think, though, being that he's a little older. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, you don't want the old guy, standing back there in the pocket four or five seconds trying to make, you know, two, three reads, <laughs> get rid of the, get rid of the ball, whatever, especially if you're not, you know, if your strength is not necessarily your offensive line right away. Um, hopefully the, the one, two punch at running back with Breida and Howard, if those guys can stay healthy, that's certainly a concern. Um, There's another guy at running back that I really like, and I probably don't even know who the hell he is. Um, Patrick, Balanced. no. Patrick Laird. Um, he kind of re- reminds me of uh, Austin Eckler. I don't even know if that's how you say Austin that. But Eckler. Yeah, Jesus. whatever. Yep. <laughs> whatever. Eclair. What? It doesn't matter. It's ice cream. I like hey, it. Eclair. Um, <laughs> Eclair's not even ice cream. Hey, man, calling your boy out there, Steve. He's calling Eclair like out there. Like a stuffed fresh pastry. So I, I really like him. I'm hoping he gets he gets a little bit more involved this year. And I'll be honest, if this year is completely terrible too, I don't I don't care uh, because I know that. Next year is is the year that we'll be really fighting for that top spot. I think. Okay, so still still a year out, which I think yeah. I think twenty twenty two season when Belichick is the general manager still. of the New York Giants, <laughs> they'll have a chance again. Let's see, it all coincides. I mean, they're still once Belichick's not coaching. The also, Patriots. I still think the Dolphins are going to be interesting towards the end of the year. They're not going to be. They're going to be like that team that has like a mediocre record, but has had better games than this record shows is what I think they'll quietly, well, I think they'll quietly be successful. Like seven to nine. Okay. Like, is it, 
it won't what, be amazing, uh, but it's an increase. It's better. As as we uh, as we wrap up the Dolphins, though, what what turns? Seeing as we've talked quarterbacks, what is the the future for Josh Rosen? He was the first <laughs> first round pick. They made a trade to get Poor him. Kid. What happens with Rosen? There's- well, I mean, you, you, we've heard about it, right? Rosen wasn't a locker room guy. That's why people have been so quick to, to discard him. Yeah. I mean, they brought him in last year. He couldn't win the locker room over or couldn't couldn't learn the playbook. Whatever the, whatever the issue with him was, they didn't feel comfortable enough with him leading the team this year. He and started they weren't going to pass up on Tua. And he was terrible. So, yeah, so, I, I mean, I hate to say it, Josh Rosen probably could have had a better NFL career if he went somewhere else, no, but... No. Maybe he gets cut. He got, he gets yeah, cut. you know, he'll probably end up as a backup on somebody else's roster. I, I think they'll keep Fitzpatrick and Tua, yep. maybe sign him to the practice squad, or honestly, I, I just, I don't I see I have a them. feeling he's got some kind of, like, attitude issue or something, because, he's a, like, I yeah. He's got a yeah, personality he seems like issue. A, he's, he seems like a douche. He's yeah. an arrogant prick, and it's been no. Yeah. He, he it happened as soon as he got drafted. Arizona. He's making predictions, talking a bunch of smack, saying he's going to be the best yeah. thing. Like he's always had an air, an ego. He, it didn't get any better in Arizona. It got worse. That's great if you can back it up. You know. Yeah, but he can't, and he's not been on he good. Can't. He's but he's one of those guys that just it, he's just not really a coachable kid, and you know what. Welcome to being like Alex Taney, like 3.0. Like, go forever be <laughs> back up. Have fun. Don't don't bring up Taney, yeah. man. He's over there helping no, teach our guy. Let's, yeah, but let's, he, let's, let's slow down here. Your backup. He's a really good, like, X's and O's guy, but his talent doesn't follow it. His skill is yeah. where his mind is, his football yeah. brain is. Josh Rosen's just a clear well, backup. That's, and that's probably what he'll do. I just had to bring him up just because they – they made a move to get him. You know, obviously he was a high-profile draft pick, but obviously the Dolphins are, are going in the direction uh, that Tua will will take them in the way that they're building the roster. This division, like I said when we got into it, I don't know if it has two playoff teams in it this year. Um, we'll see. There's obviously there's just a lot to um, you know a lot to wonder about when it comes to really the quarterback play in this division and. I, I feel like that's a theme every time we, we talk about these division dives and we, and we are discussing these teams. It's who's humming the tater for these teams and how are they going to do? Because at the end of the day, the quarterback is just that important. I mean, obviously having a, a team and a coach in staff in place is important, but it all cert- seems to circle back to the quarterback, mm-hmm. what the situation is, how they're going to play. And I think that that certainly is going to be a, a big factor in this division. Um, so because of that, it's why I personally think the the Bills right now have the upper hand because yep. they have a playoff yep. quarterback um, with some some skill players and a, and a defense. Um, I think the Dolphins too. are – yeah, he's a good coach. I think the Dolphins are trending up. I think the Jets are trending down. I think that the Patriots are going to be pesky, and there's there's a lot of unknown there. Um, so, like I said, I don't know if there's two playoff teams in this division this year. There could be if one of the teams surprises me at, at quarterback. Yeah. But we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, but, man. Um, I mean, you you bring that up, right? We talk about we're talking about quarterback heavy almost every week now, and I think that's kind of an exciting thing for us when you think about it. We've all kind of grown up with the same quarterbacks for 10, 15, 20 years now, yeah. and we're at this we're at this crossing roads where. 
it's the young guy's turn. You know what I'm talking about? Like we got a lot of new quarterbacks coming into the league and changing the landscape. So for us, it's this, it's this, it's like being, it's like watching football for the first time again, back in the nineties and being like, Oh man, these are like who we're growing up with. And then seeing it change now, 15, 20 years later, you, there's been a exactly. couple guys come and go, right? But the ones that have really stuck out, the Roethlisberger's and Manning's, friggin' Brady, all of them. Rivers. These are guys we got to watch play all the time, and now we're going to see Rivers. this next generation kind of take over. I mean, yep. Rivers. yeah, absolutely. It, it there's, there's definitely a transition. It, it's time. definitely a new changeover. There's definitely the young quarterbacks coming up. Um, I think what's interesting, though, this division, will, I, I want to hit on it one last thing for the AFC East. It's interesting because you've got a lot of wild card questions at quarterback, but what's funny is there's honestly three pretty strong coaching staffs on this division. Dolphins have a pretty strong coaching staff. It's a little unproven, but it's still pretty strong. Obviously, the Patriots, we know what they have, and the Bills. So it's going to be really interesting because you've got good coaching with young up-and-coming quarterbacks, and how is that going to translate? So that's an interesting division because I don't know of any off the top of my head that have that many. That's right. I'll say this. I know I'm going to make this statement. We'll see how it pans out, but the Jets are going to be picking in the top five next year. I, I agree. Yeah. Great. I'm cool with it. Oh, not the number Jets, one. The Jets, the Panthers, not number the one, but top Panthers five. Panthers are for picking sure. number one. <laughs> Lions the Jets, pick Panthers, number two. and Lions will have top five. Why picks? you got to bring up the Panthers every week? We got to hear Alex and the Panthers. <laughs> he brought them up first. I'm just agreeing. I'm <laughs> well, we're gonna, we're, like I said, as we as we uh, continue on in this series, um, and we get closer to uh, training camp, which I I did uh, see some news today that NFL teams are preparing to have their veterans report July the twenty eighth. So that is a good sign um, that training camp will be happening uh, at the end of July, which means some preseason football in August, which means. Uh, by the grace of God and all that is holy, we will be kicking off football sept- uh, second week of September. Um, so let's just hope um, that that is uh, the schedule. Um, so, uh, you know, we covered the AFC East. Kyle, it was, it was a pleasure to have you on as a, as a fan of a, uh, a team in this division and get some insight um, from somebody besides uh, the three of us Stooges. Um, yeah, absolutely. I had a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate it, man, and, and we'll certainly make sure that we have you on um, again uh, on the show as we get closer to the season, and, and uh, we can certainly follow along uh, with the Dolphins and get your opinions um, as we, as we uh, continue on with the podcast. So next week, we'll, uh, we'll continue the all-time team build. We'll finish up the offensive line by taking two guards and a center. Um, we will also... Uh, continue our division dive series. We will go to our seventh division. We're going to go back out West. We're going to um, discuss the AFC West. Um, so if you're a fan of the Chargers or the Raiders or the Chiefs um, or the Broncos, we will, uh, we will dive into the AFC West where the defending Super Bowl champions um, reign as painful as that is. It's the truth. Uh, so we'll, We'll get into that division. Um, certainly, uh, like with all of the divisions, there's a bunch of things happening there as well. Um, so we'll we'll continue that dive um, into the AFC West. So, uh, Alex and, and Matt and uh, Kyle, good good show tonight, boys. Um, as uh, as always, if you uh, listen to the podcast, we hope you enjoyed the content. Uh, give us a like, 
and a follow on Facebook, uh, on uh, Anchor uh, FM dashboard or the Anchor app, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. However the heck you get your football fixed by listening to us, we certainly appreciate it. Like, subscribe, follow, uh, buy some T-shirts at thedesigndujo.com. I'm wearing mine. Uh, pound, the pig, pound the pigskin where it's all football all the time. Um, we will catch everybody next week. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.